Well, it's great to be with you all this evening. Let's open up to the book of Luke, chapter 12. Luke, chapter 12, for those that have their Bibles. For those that don't, it'll be on the big Bible up behind me. As per usual, the Bible calls us to be ready, to be a people that are ready. And what does this word mean? What does it mean to be ready? What does it mean to be biblically ready? The kind of ready that Jesus Christ calls us to. To not only attain to, but to hold to. Jesus Christ spoke in parables. We know that if we've read the New Testament. And we read one of these divine living parables in the 12th chapter of the book of Luke. Luke 12, verses 35 to 48. Let your waist be girded and your lamps burning. And you yourselves be like men who wait for their master when he will return from the wedding. But when he comes and knocks, they may open to him immediately. Blessed are those servants whom the master, when he comes, will find watching. Surely I say to you that he will gird himself and have them sit down to eat and he will come and serve them. And if he should come in the second watch or in the third watch and find them so, blessed are those servants. But know this, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Then Peter said to him, Lord, do you speak this parable only to us or to all people. And the Lord said, who then is that faithful and wise steward whom his master will make ruler over his household to give them their portion of food in due season? Blessed is that servant whom his master will find so doing when he comes. Truly I say to you that he will make him ruler over all that he has. But if that servant says in his heart, my master is delaying his coming and begins to beat the male and female servants and to eat and drink and be drunk, the master of that servant will come on a day when he is not looking for him and at an hour when he is not aware and will cut him in two and appoint him his portion with the unbelievers. And that servant who knew his master's will and did not prepare himself or do according to his will shall be beaten with many stripes. But he who did not know yet committed things deserving of strife shall be beaten with few. For everyone to whom much is given, from him much is required. And to whom much has been committed, of him they will ask more. The faithful servant and the unfaithful servant. The evil servant. The ready and the unprepared. The Bible calls us to be a people that are ready. Now, if you're a parent in the house tonight, you know well that children can have a different idea of ready than their parents. Son, daughter, where are you? I thought I told you to get ready. I am ready, Mom. I am ready, Dad. You're not ready. We're at the door ready to go. Go put on some clothes. Go put on shoes. Go put on socks. Go brush your, you know what I'm saying, tonight. As children... We can have a different idea of what it means to be ready than our Father. 
What does it mean to be ready? What does it mean to be biblically ready? Not according to what man thinks, but according to what the Lord thinks and what he's saying to us. What does it mean to be ready? What form, what manner, what expression, what mode of ready is Jesus talking about in Luke chapter 12 and elsewhere in the Word of God? What does the Lord mean when he calls us to be a people that are ready? Now, perhaps we have a different idea of ready than our Heavenly Father does tonight. That could be the place we're at in our walk with the Lord. Not just talking about the unbeliever tonight, but even as Christians, we're called to ready ourselves and prepare ourselves for certain things, for certain times, certain seasons, certain days. Perhaps tonight, we have a different idea of what it means to be ready than our Heavenly Father does. You see, when the time comes to depart, there will be no waiting for us to ready ourselves. The time to ready us is now. Number one tonight, be ready for the coming of the Lord. Luke 12, verse 40, Therefore you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. What would we do different if we knew Jesus was coming back tonight? What would we change right now in these moments? What if we knew he was returning tomorrow or next Sunday? March 1st, 2018. You see, we don't know when Jesus is coming back. It's a good question to ask ourselves if we knew the exact time of his arrival, what would we be changing right now to prepare ourselves and ready ourselves for that time, for that day, for that moment? 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 1 to 4, But concerning the times and seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you, for you yourselves know perfectly the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. But you, brethren, are not in darkness, so that this day should overtake you as a thief. You know, we may not know the day of his return, the day of his coming, but if we are ready, no matter when this day comes, it will not overtake us as a thief. Matthew 25, verse 13, Watch therefore, give strict attention, and be cautious and active, for you know neither the day nor the hour when the Son of Man will come. If we lived every moment, every second, every hour, every day, with the thought that Jesus could return at any moment, I bet you tonight our days would look different. I think some of our decisions would look different. I think some of our convictions would be different. Some of the things we look at and listen to and talk about, some of the associations we have right now, I think they'd be different if we were living biblically ready 
for the return of the Lord. You see, this isn't about asking someone on your right or on your left or in front or behind you. What do you think it means to be ready? See, we don't turn to man for the answer. We turn to the Word of God. Because the Lord decides what ready is. Not us. What would life look like if we lived with that conviction? You know that there's peace when we are ready. There's no anxiousness. It's like, oh shoot, he's coming. I hear the knock on the door, frantically panicking. It's too late at that point. There's peace when you know you've readied yourself, when you're biblically ready for number one, the return of the Lord. When we're excited about something, we ready ourselves, true, and are waiting ahead of time for the moment to come. When there's some great event or something we want to get to or, you know, somebody's going to pick us up and we don't want to, we don't want to miss out, we don't want them to leave because they don't want to be late. So we're respectful of their time. We're respectful of their coming to pick us up and carry us to where we want to go, where we want to be. So we ready ourselves and we prepare ourselves. And we're ready ahead of time. How many here like that friend, you're always showing up to pick them up and they're always late? Pretty soon you just change the pickup time. You lie to them and you show up, you know, at a different time or whatever. You've figured out their system, you get it. They're always late. Shouldn't be so with the Christian. When it comes to the return of our Lord, we're not, we're not late, we're not procrastinating, we're not sitting by idly, we're, we're ready, we're biblically prepared, we're biblically ready for the return of our Savior. You see, that's the greatest day. There's, there's no greater event to get ready for. There's no greater day. There's no greater moment. Luke 12, verses 35 to 37. Let your waist be girded and your lamps burning, and you yourselves be like men who wait for their master when he will return from the wedding, that when he comes and knocks, they may open to him immediately. Blessed are those servants whom the master, when he comes, will find watching. Assuredly, I say to you that he will gird himself and have them sit down to eat, and he will come and serve them. Amazing. Girded waist and lamps burning. You know what this is speaking of? It's speaking of servants that are working and waiting. Anticipating the coming of the Lord, but as we're, as we're waiting, we're ready, and in our readiness, we're working. That's what it's speaking of here. It's speaking of honoring Him in the waiting and attending His motions. Matthew Henry's commentary states, Christ's servants are now in a state of expectation, looking for their Master's glorious appearing, and doing everything with an eye to that and in order to that. Now here's the truth tonight. The Lord expects that we be in fit frame to receive him whenever he returns. That's what the Lord expects. That's what he's coming back for. He's coming back for this perfected bride. He's 
coming back to collect those that are ready, those that are His. And He expects that we be in fit frame when He returns, whenever He returns. If that's tonight, if that's tomorrow, if that's a week from now, if that's right before your Valentine's date, I don't know. Whenever he returns, he expects that we're in fit frame. That's what it means to be biblically ready for the return of the Lord. Luke 12, 36, And you yourselves be like men who wait for their master. And when he will return from the wedding, that when he comes and knocks, they may open to him immediately. I want to encourage us tonight and exhort us tonight to be ready for the coming of the Lord. The time to ready us is now. Number two tonight, be ready in all seasons. See, until he returns or calls us home, we live here, his servants. We live on this side of eternity. This is our home for now, and it's right. Second Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 to 5, it reads, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing in his kingdom. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts they shall heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. These are powerful portions of Scripture. There are seasons to life. There are seasons to life in the kingdom. There are seasons the Lord is leading us out of, and there are seasons the Lord is aiming to lead us into. Every single one of us here tonight have our work. We all have our ministry. Do the work of an evangelist. Make full proof of thy ministry, the word says. Verse 5 in the voice. Accomplish the good work of an evangelist to complete the ministry to which you have been called. The word of God is charging us tonight to accomplish the good work, to make full proof of our ministry to complete the ministry to which we have been called. I want to encourage us tonight to focus on our own calling. Sometimes we're focused on somebody else's call. Don't neglect yours because you're preoccupied with checking the status of another's. I read this statement. The things you take for granted, someone else is praying for. The opportunity you take for granted. The placement you take for granted. The family you take for granted. The brothers and sisters you take for granted. The level of revelation you take for granted. The finances you have you take for granted. What is it tonight? 2 Timothy 4.2, be ready in season and out of season. 
You know, sometimes we are in a season that feels like out of season. Like we're waiting for something to happen for the Lord to lead us into a new season or the season. And tonight, it may be so, but let's not forget the charge that we are ready in and out of season. That's the charge of the Lord. Are we ready in the waiting? Ready in the delay? Are we working and waiting? We know well that children can have a different idea of ready than their father. We may claim we're ready, but the Lord say stands. Number three tonight, prove faithful in delay. Habakkuk 2.3, for the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. But if that servant says in his heart, my master is delaying his coming and begins Living is one unready. Acting is one unready. Working as one unready. Doing what is less than right. Conducting their life and their affairs and their home in an unready manner. And the servant who knew his master's will did not prepare himself or do according to his will. You know, heaven forbid that when the Lord comes, we be found unready, unprepared, and therefore he can't lead us into the new season he desires to lead us into. Again, I say tonight, a child can have a very different understanding and opinion on what it means to be ready. waiting for the new season, but are we ready in the waiting? I really believe it's time that blame is no longer cast on the Holy Spirit and the Lord. It's time that we take some responsibility. Imagine a servant always blaming his master for his shortcoming. Prove faithful in delay. And number four, mind your faithfulness. Sometimes we're caught up with looking at others when we should first be focused on working out our own salvation, our own walk, our own faithfulness. Make sure your faithfulness is up to the standard. Make sure you're ready. Make sure your waist is girded. Make sure your lamp is burning. We must be careful that our faithfulness doesn't slip because we are discouraged by the unfaithfulness of others. Can we receive that tonight? We need to make sure that our faithfulness does not slip because we are discouraged by the unfaithfulness of others. Now that could be someone real close to us. Or it could just be other people in the church or other people in the kingdom. 
the unfaithfulness of a generation, perhaps. I don't know what it is tonight, but we need to mind our faithfulness. Here's the truth tonight. We must take care of the wood that is in our eye. We can't use others as an excuse. We can't use others as justification for why we don't go to church, why we don't pray, why we don't worship, why we're not faithful to the book, why we're not following Jesus like we should be. We can't use others as an excuse We can't use a particular season as an excuse. A lot of people use seasons as an excuse. While I'm here right now, I've heard this one way too much, and you know we're going to say it tonight because there's students in the house. I just got to focus on my school right now, or I just, you know, we got people in careers. I just got to focus on my career. Well, man, am I glad that all the people that blazed the trail before us didn't take up that attitude because I don't know where the church would be. That's, like, like, that's pretty much like saying, hey, God, hang on. I'll get back to you in two years. Like, I'll get back to where you, you want me to be and where I was. This is just a season where it's, it's crazy that the first thing to go is, is church. We just cut out one service. I don't even know what I'm talking about tonight. This is real. You want a practical message? Here's your practical part of the message. It's the first thing to go. We don't cut out, you know, one sitcom and study or decrease our six hours on social media per day down to, you know, maybe three, like heaven forbid. Or don't go to the movie Friday night so you can honor the house of the Lord on Sunday. Why is it that our commitment to church is the first thing to go? I think that's a slap in God's face. But you have to mind your faithfulness. Our faithfulness is our responsibility, and we will answer for it. We can't use a particular season as an excuse or justification as to why we are less ready than we once were or less ready than we should be. Let's have the worship team return tonight. Luke 12, 37. Blessed are those servants whom the master, when he comes, will find watching. Luke 12, 40. Therefore you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Luke 12, 43. Blessed is that servant whom his master will find so doing when he comes. I want to encourage us all tonight. Be ready for the coming of the Lord. Be ready in all seasons. Prove faithful in delay. And let us mind our faithfulness. Luke 12, 45. But if that servant says in his heart, let's respond to the Lord tonight.
Are we ready? It's a question we all should ask ourselves. There should be peace in waiting for the Lord. Are we ready in season and out of season? It's easy to say, yeah, I am. But I think tonight we need to search deep and ask, God, am I ready? Like David said, search me, O God, and try me. You tell me if I'm ready. See, it's easy for us to go, yeah, I'm ready. I've been doing everything right. But God decides, and he's not fooled. Our lip service doesn't change. It's determination of whether we're ready or not. His estimation of whether we're ready or not. Luke 12, 35 to 36. Let your waist be girded and your lamps burning, and you yourselves be like men who wait for their master when he will return from the wedding, that when he comes and knocks, they may be open to him immediately. Choose preparedness. Choose readiness. Can we be that people tonight? You need to commit to it. I need to commit to it. Here it is tonight. And the Bible says that we're responsible for the level of revelation that we have received. We have read the Word of God tonight. Not just any old book. This is the living Word of God. And so we've been taught by the Word. We've taken in the Word. We now know what it means to be biblically ready. So if we're not there tonight, Let's ask the Lord to help us, to bring us up. Let's be ready. Let's stand tonight. I'll just sing this out in closing real quick, and we'll pray and close. Just take a look at your own life and ask the Lord right now to search your heart. If the servant should say in his heart, the master is delaying. Maybe you're experiencing delay tonight and you just finally, you've let go. You don't know how to handle it anymore. Whatever it is tonight, just close yourself in at the Lord. The worship team is just going to lead us and then we're going to pray. If you need prayer tonight, please come. We'd love to pray with you. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, listen, he died on a cross to save your soul, to set you free. He has a plan for your life to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you hope and an amazing future. And it starts as we come and we acknowledge the fact that we're sinners and we need his grace and we need his mercy and we, we repent and we're welcomed into the greatest life. Let's commit to the Lord tonight. Thank you, Jesus.